This week's Cloudcast is brought to you by Momentum SI. Whether you want to migrate applications to the cloud, transform to enable DevOps, gain insight from big data, or accelerate your agile development, Momentum SI's strategy, consulting, and hands-on expertise can help you get there faster and with greater success. Check them out at MomentumSI.com. And now, on to the show. Cloudcast Media presents, from the massive studios in Raleigh, North Carolina, this is the Cloudcast with Aaron Delp and Brian Gracely, bringing you the best of cloud computing from around the world. Good morning, good evening, wherever you are, and welcome to another episode of the Cloudcast. We're coming to you live from another set of massive studios here in Raleigh, North Carolina today. We are at the Citrix ShareFile office here in Raleigh, and I'm talking with Keith Lindsay, product manager for Citrix ShareFile, specifically more around like APIs and things like that. So really cool stuff to talk about. So what we want to talk about a little bit is really sharing files in the cloud and the enterprise and, and how the heck we're trying to do that these days. So first of all, welcome, Keith. How are you doing? Good. How are you? Good to be here. Good, good, good. And this podcast actually came about, so quick backstory, um, because of the Krispy Kreme challenge. Um, so the Cloudcast, we raise money for the North Carolina Children's Home for the, the Cloudcast every year and raised a lot of money. And thank you to everyone out there. And actually, one of the big donations came from the ShareFile team. Um, so thank you to them, and I know they had a bunch of people running. So once again, this podcast is brought to you by Donuts. Um, <laughs> Get them while they're hot. <laughs> exactly. So let's start at the start. Um, I'm a Citrix employee as well. Uh, most people that follow the podcast know that. And I use ShareFile literally almost every day. And for me, it's become one of those tools that I just I can't live without um, when it comes to sharing files both internally and externally. Um, if I, I had to describe it to people, um, is it fair to kind of call it, yeah, I'm using air quotes here, enterprise Dropbox? And, and how do you explain sharing files in the enterprise or in the cloud to other people? So I, I think a better term would be a secure Dropbox. There you go. And that's, that's one of the things that we um, focus on here. We have compliance with several different uh, standards for security. And what the problem with the Dropbox is that the IT managers have no control. So people come in, they can share their files, they might be putting secure files just out there, and they don't really know what's going on. So ShareFile actually lets the IT managers have control of that, and they can um, block things down if they need to. Um, so another thing that we do is we do kind of enterprise and on-premise offerings that Dropbox doesn't do. Mm -hmm. So if uh, you know a lawyer doesn't want to put their files up in the cloud, and they already have like an enterprise system, we can connect with that, and they can use our tools with their on-premise solution. Oh, I didn't even know we did that. That's really cool. Yeah, and that's, and, that's one of our differentiators. Right, and that's, yeah, because that's really goes to kind of, you know, cloud computing and security in general um, of one of the big things that, you know, again, like for the, you know, the Cloudcast, uh, mm -hmm. we use Dropbox to share all the files and share our master files and show notes and all this other stuff. But... We're a very small organization. Right. I don't even, you know, I don't even know that I'd call us an organization. <laughs> um, we're just, you know, and, and but yeah, sh how does it scale and how do you keep things secure? That's absolutely key. Right, and that, that's what the enterprises really look for, mm -hmm. um, and also small business. Even if, sure. they, if they have uh, sensitive issues, like if they're medical or whatever vertical, they they really want to be able to control where the file access is. Gotcha, gotcha, and. I'll come back to that in a second, but but to kind of 
draw out that Dropbox analogy for just a little bit longer. So both Box and Dropbox received just a ton of funding recently. Um, and we're a couple years into this, you know, sharing files in the cloud space, if you will. But there doesn't seem to be a clear, you know, quote-unquote winner right. in this space yet. There seems to be a lot of players. They all seem to be doing well. We haven't had this usually, like, after a couple years in, you start to see a couple really lead the pack and a couple just kind of die off. Right. But we're a couple years in, and it seems like the exact same players are still there. It's just everyone's getting bigger. Yeah. So... <laughs> With so tell us new, a little bit about yeah, that. Every new market goes through those kind of phases where you know everybody enters in, and they're all these little guys just competing, grabbing everything they can. And then after a period of years, you see start to see consolidation, and we're starting to approach consolidation. There's definitely a little bit of uh, leading the pack coming out with the box, Dropbox, the share file, mm-hmm. and one of the biggest issues is that file storage is kind of becoming a commodity. Because we have all this free storage and, and the price of storage is approaching zero. Um, so the barriers to entry are really low. So it's really easy for someone to kind of switch between services. Um, and so, and every time we come up with a brand new idea, a great new thing, like healthcare, mm-hmm. um, the HIPAA compliance, you know, three months later, Box is like, oh yeah, we're HIPAA compliant too. Right. So the barriers to switching is, is one of the biggest things why we haven't. Uh, exploded or you know differentiated too much mm-hmm. um, and I think going forward we're going to start seeing a lot more um, especially so since ShareFile is becoming integrated with all these Citrix products so we're starting to become a nice add-on and so that's where we have our strength and we also are planning on doing like um, this, this industry is kind of exploding a little bit being able to take all of your online storage mm-hmm. and access it from one point Sure. And that's something ShareFile wants to do. We want you to have the ability to go to all these different storage systems and just use ShareFile search and ShareFile's, you know, virus scans and all that stuff from um, from ShareFile. Whereas like Box, they want to own your data. They want to bring it all to them. Whereas sure. we don't care where you keep it, but we want to kind of combine it all together. Right. Right. And and that probably goes to maybe uh, where where's the future of file sharing going? Because obviously. It's not going away anytime soon. Right. And, and that, that brings up an interesting point of in this space, um, we're starting to see more and more uh, features out there that maybe aren't Me Too features, like on-premise access to files, like the ability to really recognize uh, an entire Active Directory structure and a lot of groupings. And like, for instance... Um, uh, what I'm able to do a lot of times is, yeah, we create for a project a group, and then we just kind of throw it in Active Directory, and, and we access all of the files and throw files up there and kind of control everything. And then when we're done, we can kind of transfer control of that project to, like, you know, somebody that will kind of maintain it long term or right. archive it and mm-hmm. things like that. So it's a lot more than just... Creating a folder on your desktop and having a sync client, and it syncs somewhere up to the cloud, and that's it. We're actually starting to see very complex within enterprise requests for features that I think is probably a key going forward. Um, And that probably leads us into the next part of getting the applications to actually talk to ShareFile or any of the products that are out there. In order to do that, typically you need some kind of API. 
<laughs> <laughs> and so tell us a little bit about the new version of the API in version 3 of the ShareFile API specifically. And why did, why did you need it, first of all? And then we'll go into some more. <laughs> okay. So basically, APIs, there's like almost a whole API economy. That's one of the buzzwords that's been put out around. Um, so if you have X amount of developers in your company, they can do only do so much. But if you expose all of your uh, capabilities, then you have a whole host of other developers that just want to play around or develop their own applications that they can sell. Or, so you ex increase your development capabilities exponentially. And then you see a lot of really interesting things that you never even thought of, um, and the developers can go and create that for you. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And <clears throat> it, have we reached a point where just having like you know a closed ecosystem of like a sync client and throwing some files in a folder is just again no longer good enough? It, yeah, it's you have to have the APIs, right? Going right. Forward. You need to have the APIs, and also something that's coming along is workflow. Mm -hmm. um, so once you have the files, what do you do with them? So the workflow is becoming something that's going to be developing the file storage area soon because you need, people want to ju not just have the files, they want to be able to say, okay, I need to send this one to my boss on a regular basis or I need to collaborate with this person. They want to set up like collaboration spaces, as you mentioned, mm -hmm. or just kind of develop workflows so that the documents flow through their system a lot smoother. Sure. So the idea of... The document not just being, you know, sitting in a repository, but the document is actually living, breathing. Exactly, <laughs> living document. So, <clears throat> and, I, and I'll put this in the show notes. Um, there is a link out there to the ShareFile API blog post that you did on the Citrix website. Um, and you mentioned, basically, it sounds like it has all the, the, the right buzzwords, if you will, but let's <laughs> dig a little deep on it. it REST-based API, JSON, OAuth for authentication, um, again, and, and we can go pretty technical here, why was all of that important and why advance you know, over the previous version of the API? Is this something the users are really requesting? Um, and what are some of the use cases right. for, for things like that? So basically <laughs> our, our first version of the API was somewhat RESTful, and we wanted to go full REST-based because just kinda, we just kind of threw the first API together and it didn't conform to any standards. And so we wanted to create something that could have standards, like the OData, mm -hmm. which has a lot of important metadata along with your, whenever you do an API call. Mm -hmm. um, so you can return like counts and like feeds of data, which really help people adopt your API. Um, and we also moved away from basic authentication. Because with basic authentication, you can just log in using your ShareFile account. And we didn't really have a way to uh, you know, capture metrics, see what people were using. Um, and so that we didn't know what, really what they were doing with it. So we wanted to move to like OAuth, and we also have SAML. Okay. Um, so we can track people now, what they're doing, and we can see, okay, well, they really like this feature. Well, let's improve that. Let's, let's make that a little more in-depth. And, you know, whenever requests come, I just kind of add them to the back um, list. But if people really want something, um, we'll be able to see, based upon their traffic data, what they're doing. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Now... <clears throat> Is that something, so when, it, when we're, we're looking at, again, tying some topics together here, going back to this, object, this idea of workflows and living documents, mm -hmm. um, so basically, if I understand this correctly, is we're, we're, we're adding the ability to kind of 
really track, and then that track leads into the workflows. Right. So you're you're effectively through the new API, um, tying workflows and tracking and metrics together. Mm -hmm. Correct. And and we have plans to create a full developer portal so that developers can come in and actually see their metrics. And then once they, you know, that'll help them develop their application because they'll know exactly what their users are doing. Mm -hmm. And a lot of the integrations we've currently done are workload-based. They kind of um, say, okay, we're going to store the file and share file, and then we're going to pull it out, we're going to send it to this company, and then at the end of the project we want to archive it. And so we allow them to do the workflows within their own application or their own website. Gotcha, gotcha. Now, <clears throat> sounds really cool. So kind of move on to another topic here of <clears throat> one of the big things I'm seeing is we're, we're kind of, uh, I don't know, a few years into this bring your own device trend. Um, and I think in the beginning, everyone was like, hey, I really need access to all my data, but I really need it from like Windows. <laughs> <You know? laughs> and <clears throat> not much more than that, right? Or how do I get Windows on my device so I can access all my data? Well, now, you know, we're starting to see, okay, I want to access it from my Mac without a virtual machine. I want to access, access it from my iPad without a VDI client. I want access from Android, you know, all these other platforms. Um, how challenging is that for a company like yourself to where instead of, hey, I just have this one path mm -hmm. and the majority of the people just want Windows to, I have to really kind of embrace everything now. Right. Does the API help that? Yeah. And does that help minimize the time? And, and what kind of challenges do you see? So that's actually how we drive development forward. Um, so once we have the, now that we have the API, all of our um, OS independent like applications that we build utilize the SDKs. Mm -hmm. so, so we have an iOS SDK, we have a Java SDK, so that we can do um, Android, we can do um, iOS. Um, and then we also have Windows, obviously, doesn't really need its own SDK, but we use C Sharp. Okay. Um, and so def the cloud, the beauty of the cloud is it's definitely you know, OS independent. You know, you don't need to have a specific OS to access the cloud, and everything can access it. And so we definitely drive our tools based upon the API. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Now, have we moved beyond people wanting Windows on their iPad? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Are we still in so. that phase, or can we successfully say we've moved on? Well, I mean, you can look at, like, the Chromebook as a good example. That's kind of really grown in popularity over the last years. It doesn't have its own storage system. It only has cloud storage. So um, that's, a, that's a good example of people starting to use the cloud more as for their, their just files and not really just having a, a very light OS to access it. Sure. And, and so you've, you've been around ShareFile long enough. You've been able to kind of see... The, the usage patterns kind of change over time. And how long do you think, and this is a crystal ball kind of question, right? How long do you think it'll be before we are more at that of every device everywhere and, and people aren't screaming for Windows on their iPad? Well, I think that's definitely what we're driving for. I think that uh, Citrix's main goal mm -hmm. is to be anywhere in any yep. device. Yep. And so we're building everything out to do that. Um, and there's definitely some web languages that make it things independent, like HTML5. Once you have like kind of HTML5 um, applications, you can easily use that across devices. Sure. Um, and so Citrix is definitely driving to be anywhere, any device, and mobility 
is another big thing that we're driving for because a lot of people want to do things on their mobile devices. Everybody has a smartphone. Well, not everybody, but most people have a <laughs> smartphone. Um, and if you're in the business world, you almost definitely do. Right. And so being able to access your files or just pull up a presentation and give yourself a reminder right before a meeting yep. is great. Yeah, so a complete side note. Um, I had to switch my phone service the other day. And as part of the phone switch, they switched over the phone but not the data. Yeah. And I so I went like a day and a half without any data on my phone. My, <laughs> my phone was effectively a dumb phone. Oh man, that was the most crippling thing. <laughs> I mean, data loss is a huge is a huge issue. So everything was still there. I just couldn't get to it anymore. Yeah. It was complete pain. Um, <clears throat> so, our, so let me ask you this: one of the, one of the final questions before we kind of close this out um, is the vast majority of the requests for features kind of coming in. Is it still kind of your very traditional enterprise-y, Windows-y kind of use cases? Or are we starting to see some new and different use cases and needs? Well, right now, um, since, you know, V3 is in, in, in its infancy, mm-hmm. um, we're getting a lot of requests for, like, reporting. Metrics is really important to people, especially enterprise, because sure. they, they really want to see, you know, what people are doing with the files and that kind of thing. So a lot of the requests are based around that. And then the second type of request is about being able to do different um, platforms. Like we had a request for OEmbed, okay. which allows people to put like any file and share file inside of another um, inside a web page sure. really easily. Yep. Um, so that's another kind of request that we've been receiving, and so we're working on that to get those out there. And and those requests. So the metrics are they looking at the metrics from a like a compliance and security, almost like logging. Aspect? Or are they looking more of, hey, this feature is really popular and this feature stinks. I don't want to put any more resources over here. Um, no, it's definitely a security and compliance uh, metric right now. Um, and I think that we can build that out, especially with our connectors, so that they know, like, you know, maybe they have a Dropbox connected to ShareFile. Then they'll know when files are going to Dropbox, and then maybe we can lock that down a little bit for them. Sure. Um, so they can definitely work, see what the workflows people are using and that kind of thing. So that's what they're really interested in. Gotcha. And that gets into a DLP, data loss protection exactly. kind of scenario mm-hmm. of, you know, there's always the, they love when I use this term, the leakage, right? <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> data leakage, right? How do, all, all enterprises and, and companies always want to prevent leakage. Of, and it's of just too easy files. to send files everywhere. Yes. So that's why we're trying to give them the access control so that they, they really know where things are going and what's going on with their employees. Yep, yep. So, yeah. so, again, it keeps coming back to security. It seems like it always yep. keeps coming back to security. And, that, and that's one of the major things that ShareFile offers over the competition mm-hmm. is our security. Awesome, awesome. Well, i tell you what, we're out of time for this week, Keith. Um, where can everyone follow you or ShareFile and kind of find out more about what's going on? So we all have a, a place we post to, blogs.citrix.com. Okay. And specifically... Mine is blogs.citrix.com slash tag slash sharefile dash platform. Awesome. And that's where I post up a, a weekly blog, and I'm going to be posting up one about uh, API specifications such as OData and GData and what they offer. Very cool. Yeah, it definitely seems like uh, digging into the APIs and, and, and accessing, you know, no matter what the platform is through APIs definitely mm-hmm. seems to be the future here. Yeah. So very cool. All right, we're going to close it out. Um, on behalf of Brian and I, if you like the show, please tell a friend or leave us a review on iTunes. It's been a little while. Um, 
please leave us a review. Uh, but remember, five star only, please. Um, <laughs> you can follow us on Twitter at thecloudcastnet or on the web at thecloudcast.net where you can find links to everything in Cloudcast. Thanks for listening, everyone.